The following program is sponsored by Evangelical Life Ministries. Welcome to Engaging Truth, the manifestation of God's Word in the lives of people around us. Join us each week as we explore the impact of His message of spiritual renewal. From the lesson of forgiveness forged in the crucible of divorce, to the message of salvation learned by an executioner from a condemned killer, to the gift of freedom found in the rescue of victims of human trafficking. This is God's Truth in Action. And welcome to another edition of Engaging Truth. I'm your host, John Kane. With us today, we have Brian Hamilton. Brian's the Chief Financial Officer for Legacy Deo in the uh, Austin, Texas area. Brian, welcome to the program. Tell us a little bit about Legacy Deo. Thank you for having me, John. And yeah, I'll be happy to do that. So Legacy Deo is a, first and foremost, a ministry that seeks to honor our Lord Jesus Christ uh, by helping people financially leave a legacy to uh, honor God. And so that's our name. Deo is obviously the Latin word for God. So that's what we're in the business of, helping people leave a God-honoring legacy through the the gifts that God has uh, bestowed on each and every one of us. You know, following up on COVID and all the worries about the economy and, you know, war in Ukraine, it, it, people seem to feel like they don't have control. And, and this is one area where we can take control and do something with the blessings God has given us. That's absolutely right, John. Um, I'm glad you you said that that way. Uh, this is something that we're commanded to do in Scripture, and uh, I also like to you know point to um, we we can talk about stewardship all day, but one verse that I like to point to is always is uh, Proverbs 13:22, which talks about a good man or a good woman, for that matter, leaves an inheritance to their children's children, and that's what we do. That inheritance can be direct. That inheritance can be you know, a, a family legacy of giving to ministries and to charitable endeavors that help uh, spread the word of the gospel in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that's what we're all about. Um, we, we do work with individual people. We also work with congregations, churches. We also work with charitable organizations, ministry organizations uh, to help them. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about what we do uh, in that regard, but we are a 501c3 um, charitable foundation, and we exist to help people figure out how to leave charitable gifts through their estate plan. That's what we're all about. We help educate people, and then we help people carry out their plans. So what kind of instruments do you use then to to accomplish this, to, to get it from one person to either another person or to another organization? Sure. We use a variety of instruments. Um, if you're an individual, you can use uh, different uh, structures, uh, as I like to call them, um, endowment funds, which can leave gifts uh, to charities in perpetuity, trusts, which can leave gifts to um, your family that then go to charity afterwards. Um, we, we also use other uh, types of instruments called charitable gift annuities. It's kind of a a niche instrument that's very good for people who are in their retirement years. We can talk more about that as we go on. Um, we also um, sponsor donor advised funds, which are quite popular these days. It's a great way to make charitable gifts on your timetable. The, the big word I like to use with donor advised funds is flexibility. 
And if you are an individual, uh, right, you know, you have those available to you. If you're an organization or a church, the endowment fund is something that you can set up to bless the ministries and fund the ministries of your own church uh, or organization for that matter. And another that we have is what we call a custodial account, which is a way to sort of enhance the ability for that church or organization to manage and be good stewards of their excess cash reserves. Um, up until you know the last several months, as we've seen increases in interest rates, interest rates have been dismally low, and our programs for this um, have actually returned far better than, than what you've been able to get at a bank. So uh, we've been able to help organizations and churches be good stewards of their gifts as well. So you have a, a CPA background, and you work with who? Attorneys, bankers, uh, to to bring together a big picture for your clients. Sure, uh, I am a licensed CPA in Texas. Um, often we'll get calls from, uh, and often find ourselves working with just that group of people. Exactly the professional community. So people who advise people who are working on their on their estate plans. So that would be CPAs, that would be attorneys, that would be financial advisors, wealth advisors, those types of things. We, we love to partner with people because in, in that regard, uh, because often they bring people to us that we didn't otherwise know about um, that are seeking to do these kinds of things. So yes, we have relationships with everybody in that professional community so that we can do that and, and extend our reach to, to folks and organizations out there. So when we uh, talk about leaving things behind. A lot of times it's cash. A lot of times it's securities. Maybe it's uh, if I wanted to leave the cane ranch in Nacogdoches, how, how do we, how do we, you know, uh, portray this to our listeners? Sure. Um, there is a whole process that we, that we go through um, as we're working with people and we're working with organizations. And the first thing that we like to do is just have a conversation, sit down and have a cup of coffee. Um, just have a conversation about what are your goals? What are your objectives? What would you like to do? What kind of legacy would you like to leave? Um, again, as an individual or a family or an organization, uh, what kinds of goals do you have? Uh, what kind of time horizon do you have? If you're an individual, do you have family members that you want to help support, children, grandchildren, et cetera? So we, we have those conversations and, and we find out what their goals are. And then we also find out, you know, what, what kind of resources do you have? And that's always an interesting question. We're not necessarily looking for people who only have a lot of resources. We'll work with anybody. And so we talk about that. Um, what does it take to uh, open up an account? Uh, we have some very low entry points as far as the dollar amount. Usually people think if I'm going to do a trust or an endowment fund, it has to be a a big six figure number. And in truth, it does not have to be. We will work with folks uh, on a much smaller basis. Um, so we, we talk about all of that and then we come to an agreement based on what we hear our, our prospective client telling us and, and we draw up a document to document that. Um, everything has to be in writing. So we have either an endowment agreement or a trust agreement that spells out, okay, um, what can we do with this with this structure, with this instrument? Can we add additional money to it? Um, is there some kind of a tax benefit involved? Some, some of our vehicles have that, some, some don't. Um, 
what's the distribution going to look like? How is it going to be calculated? How often is it going to be distributed? If there are family members involved, then how does it pass to the next of kin uh, and for how long? And anyway, it spells all those kinds of things out. And then at the end of that process, uh, everybody signs off on the document and then we receive the gift. How are you going to fund this endowment or trust or other, other type of uh, vehicle that we're talking about? We receive that gift, we document that, we give the uh, donor um, an acknowledgement for tax purposes. Since we are a tax exempt organization, we are able to uh, receive gifts that then uh, allow that giver, that donor to receive or qualify for a charitable tax deduction. We then turn around and invest those gifts. Um, and then we start the process of watching it grow and then making the periodic distributions as they need to occur for the, for the document. And then we do all the other things administratively. We, we provide quarterly statements to our, our clientele. And then we have ongoing collaboration afterwards, just conversation about how's our account doing? How is it being invested? What's going on in the investment markets? So those are the kinds of things that, that we go through in the process. And John, you uh, you mentioned the family ranch. Uh, we actually have people give gifts of real estate. Uh, we we gladly welcome that. And uh, given our Texas real estate market, things have really gone up in value. And to go out and sell that on your own, you might incur some capital gains and and related tax. We have ways to bypass that um, when you give an appreciated asset like that. But I would say that most of our our donors give cash. Um, some give securities. They might transfer some stock from a brokerage account. They might uh, transfer, um, you know, mutual funds or uh, exchange traded funds that they hold. Sometimes people give us personal property that's of value. Uh, we've received diamond rings. We've received artwork. But generally speaking, uh, most of our our funding for for these endowments and trusts comes from cash and securities. I would say. We're talking with Brian Hamilton of Legacy Dale. And Brian, you know, you mentioned that you um, have a 501c3 designation from the IRS, so you're nonprofit. Right. Tell us what that means. How does that make you different than, <laughs> let's say, a banker uh, or, or any other uh, organization that we might work with for similar outcomes? Sure. Um, you know, we... We are a 501c3 charity, which basically means that the, the federal uh, taxation system is, has exempted us from paying uh, income tax. So basically what we do with any earnings that we might incur, we pour that back into the ministry. And that's true of any not-for-profit uh, educational institution, um, hospital research organization, that type of thing. So therefore gifts to us are uh, tax deductible and uh, yes, there's other uh, organizations out there that do what we do. Not all foundations are um, charitable like this. There are private foundations. There are foundations that are not exempt from taxation. So, um, and, and then there are also trust companies with banks or that are uh, standalone businesses, and they are not uh, tax exempt either. So. That gives us a little different focus. We're, we're ministry focused because we're a ministry ourselves and we exist to help 
make uh, folks' estate plans work as tax efficient as possible. And so that that is helpful. And in that regard, because we're a ministry, we're also you know fairly small. We have a staff of six. Um, we, we do have a reasonable but not extravagant amount of overhead, of course. And, um, you know, because we're, we're smaller like that and we're more ministry focused, people find that working with us is uh, very easy um, when you're working with somebody who's like-minded. So, you know, the Christian community, uh, you know, loves to work with other organizations that are like-minded like that, obviously, and we strive to do the very same. Well, some of your offerings, like uh, getting into charitable remainders or things like that, that, maybe we don't hear about those things coming from other uh, financial advisors. But you seem like you, being with a ministry focus, you you have some creative solutions to problems, shall we say? Yes. Yes, um, we do. And uh, we realize that everybody's situation is different. That's why when we go through our process and our needs assessment, uh, we sit down and listen to what what our prospective client wants to accomplish and how they want to bless others and bless other ministries. So, you know, there's no one size fits all solution, John. We we try to tailor everything to the needs of the situation. Uh, but fortunately, we've been doing this since uh, 1960. We've been doing this for a while and we're um, fortunate that we have folks on staff who are very knowledgeable. They know how to maneuver through some of these uh, intricacies in the tax code that are associated with gifts. We don't give tax advice per se. We, we leave that to people's tax advisors, but we certainly are knowledgeable of those rules out there and how we can use them as tools to help, um, you know, grow God's kingdom and um, bless other people and bless other ministries financially. Again, all with the goal of leaving that legacy. Yeah. It's nice to be able to make a mark and to to have that control. And so uh, we can direct, you know, uh, what we've been blessed with in the ways that we'd like to to see them continue. Right. We'll come back to Brian in just a moment. And Brian, we'll, we'll ask you for some stories in just a second. Sure. But I'd like to uh, give a brief uh, plug for our radio program here. There is only one ELM Houston or Evangelical Life Ministries. I'd like to invite you to our program's website, elmhouston.org. There you can read more about us. You can find shortcuts to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube accounts. You can also donate online to uh, support our work. We're also a 501c3, so your dollars go far to help us purchase radio airtime. All of our on-the-air hosts are volunteers, and uh, we've been doing this for a long time, seeking to uh, bring to our listeners uh, interesting um, uh, interviews with people who are living and working at that intersection where faith meets life. Um, you may write us at P.O. Box 568, Cypress, Texas, 77410. And now back to our guest. Brian, as we indicated, you might have some stories for us to tell you, put, put some uh, flesh on these ideas. Yes, uh, John, we find that uh, by telling stories, it helps let people know what we do. I mean, what I've talked about so far is, let's admit it, it's a little bit dry, it's a little bit technical, and I've tried to do my best to put it into layman's terms. But when we when we tell stories, I think we really can tie into the emotion of it. And that helps people understand a little bit better what we do and what we mean by some of these some of these vehicles. So 
I could tell stories all day long. That's the most fun part of the job. <laughs> and just getting to work with people and see the joy that they receive from being able to give and know that they've been able to be good stewards and to to bless others is a very uh, fulfilling role for me to have. And it also uh, benefits those with whom we work. So yeah, let's, let's talk about some stories. Um, so I said we work with people and we work with organizations. I, I'm going to start with an organization. So um, we have a client that is um, a church in South Texas. And actually, in this particular town, there were um, um, other churches of, of like, like faith that um, uh, decided they were going to merge together. They're, they're, the one church had very good attendance. The others, other found that it was dwindling. But interestingly, it was sitting on a very valuable piece of property. And so the church was able to, um, that, that owned the property, was able to sell its property, and it then folded in and merged in with the larger congregation. And so they became a larger, stronger congregation. Um, well, they had all this money left over, and they were like, what do we do? I think they probably paid off some, you know, debt of the church, and they still had a sizable figure left. And they said, what can we do? And they approached us and said, you know, we're, we're, a, we're a stewardship committee of this church. Uh, what could we do? And we said, well, here's one thing you could do if you wanted to. You could open and establish with the proceeds of that sale an endowment fund to bless either your church or other ministries. And boy, that got a lot of excitement going on this uh, stewardship committee. They had already had in their in their town a outreach, uh, ministry outreach to the Hispanic community in the area. And so they said, you know what? We're going to take the proceeds. This is something new that we've never had before. Let's go ahead and establish this endowment and use the annual distribution specifically to bless um, our Hispanic ministry program here in our community and uh, all about South Texas. And so that's what they did. And so... Um, they're getting a very sizable five-figure um, distribution every year that they then use to help fund their ministry programs in the Hispanic community where they live. So people are um, being reached, being touched, uh, hearing the, the name of Jesus, and uh, we trust and pray that they're, they're being, uh, being led to the Lord and being saved at the same time uh, through those efforts uh, of that endowment fund. Um, we also deal with individual people. Um, so, you know, we, we have one particular case that I'll, I'll bring up here. Here's a gentleman who had a business. He did very well in his career. And um, he, he had excess dollars that he thought, you know, I, I would really like to be able to do something charitable with, with this. But I also have a daughter who's a single mother. And she herself is a single mother. And I'd like to be able to, you know, give some gifts through my estate to them and to help them when I go to heaven and, and meet Jesus. And so he did just that. He set up with us a charitable remainder trust. And this is an interesting sort of vehicle where you establish it. You, the individual, receive payments on it during your lifetime. And then when you pass, then you, you have named in your document who in your family you want your uh, trust distribution to go to. And in this case, he named his daughter and his granddaughter to receive equal shares 
of the distribution from the trust for a period of 20 years after he passed. Um, unfortunately, he, he passed away shortly after he established the trust and it was very sudden uh, and, and that obviously being very sad, uh, but he got to see his wish fulfilled and his trust got to work right away, giving a distribution to his daughter and then to his granddaughter, who at the time was about ready to enter college. So it, you know, the hand of the Lord knew, you know, we're at work here and, and God knew that those needs were going to be there. And so anyhow, we were able to, and then still are helping this family uh, with distributions from that trust. At the end of the 20 years, it will then go into an endowment fund and half of it will bless his, uh, his church that he formerly was a member of. And then the other half will go to another ministry to bless its work that it does. And so, yeah, these are great examples of how uh, people can leave a legacy. And so that, that's a, a great example. Um, I could go on and on. We also have a very interesting situation. You know, we're headquartered here in Austin. Our clientele is primarily in Texas, but people in Texas come from all over, we know. And we're actually distributing monies coast to coast to individual people, their family members who, who live all over. We're, we're very transient nowadays, obviously. But we also have a lot of ministries that are coast to coast as well. So um, we, we do have um, things going out all over the place and supporting things like churches and private Christian schools and seminaries and scholarships for students attending universities and seminaries. And then we also have a sizable component of um, endowment funds that leave money to, to ministries, uh, to, to charitable type things. Um, they could be evangelical in nature. For example, uh, we have one endowment that leaves a very nice sum to uh, the Billy Graham evangelical um, um, group. And we have several that um, take care of people who are less fortunate, either feeding them, housing them, caring for their spiritual needs. And then we also have a number of uh, endowments that distribute to uh, ministries that help people with limitations that are either developmental or uh, physical. And so I, I mention all of that because we have a church who uh, contacted us from out of state. They're actually in the Pacific Northwest. And so we have a custodial account with that church. We're helping them to manage their excess cash reserves. And um, the gentleman I worked up with there, he's also on the board of an organization up there that is a charitable organization that helps people with developmental disabilities. He called me up one day and he said, hey, um, can you also help this ministry that I sit on the board of? And I said, sure. So we're actually getting word of mouth that way and getting uh, some, some exposure that way and helping people all over the country that we might not have ever otherwise known about. So yeah, we, we do a lot of different things and uh, through a lot of these vehicles. We have about 450 accounts that we manage as trustee. Ryan, if our uh, listeners want more information, is there a website you could point our listeners to check out? Absolutely. Our website is legacydeo.org. So that is L-E-G-A-C-Y-D-E-O.org. And our website is full of resources to tell you about us. If you need more information, our contact phone number is there. And you can also send us a general email to info at legacydeo.org. 
www.ghostsofthecommons.org. If we uh, were to die without a will, certainly the government would step in and mm-hmm. uh, uh, give us what they think is best, and, and that may not be in alignment with our wishes. And your organization gives us some real creative options uh, in this regard of, of taking control of what God has given to us and aiming it to the future. Right. Brian, right. I want to thank you for your work and for your time here with us today. We Tell our listeners to join us again real soon for another edition of Engaging Truth. Goodbye. Goodbye.